Good afternoon, Matthew. Nice to be back at Crux. I'm Steve Roman, the founder, chairman, president, and CEO of Global Atomic Corporation. Stephen, good to see you. Now, you've been traveling the world. You went over for a, a, a well, you had a blast, didn't you? In I had a blast, for sure. Uh, we announced that uh, a week ago. And I just got back from Niger. Uh, we had uh, a board meeting of Somida while we were there. And then we went up to site. We spent uh, four or five days at site. And uh, things are really progressing up there. The, uh, the, the, the company, the, the mine uh, crew is fully staffed now. And of course, uh, last Saturday, a week ago, we had the opening blast ceremony and well attended prime minister, uh, mines minister, the governor of Agadez region, many, many other dignitaries. It was a really uh, super event and uh, everybody really enjoyed themselves. And of course, uh, we're very glad to see it happen. Yeah, now it's, so it's not just about the blast as much as I like explosions like any, any, any uh, decent human being would. Um, it's more about what it signifies. So on the ground, who, who was there? What was it intending to kind of show them? What were they wanting to see from you? Because surely it's about jobs, it's about taxes, it's about actually getting into production and not just talking about it. Yeah, no, no, absolutely right. Uh, so clearly to have the prime minister come up from Niamey, uh, he flew into Agadez and drove up. It's a three-hour drive from Agadez to site. Equally the same, the Prime Minister. These people are really excited about this project. They wouldn't have made a trek like that if they were not. So uh, the support from the government is great. And clearly, after many years of exploration and development, typical of any new mining project, it takes years to develop these things. We're now uh, to the point where we've started underground development. Uh, and the mine is going ahead and into production. Right. And you need to fund that. So when are we going to hear about the actual funding and, you know, where are you getting that money from, the cost of that money and how that kind of flows into the company, accepting that you do have some money coming through from Turkey uh, at the moment? Well, we've got some money from Turkey. Uh, probably next March, April, we'd have a dividend. We've got the warrants next year in June. We expect to should get exercised. They're at $6. So the stocks, I think, are going to move a little bit higher before that happens. But uh, importantly, we have about 18 million cash on the books right now. That'll take us right into uh, well into Q1. Uh, by the end of the year, we should have our uh, project financing package together with the banks. And I think uh, that will be announced. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping by the end of the year. Bankers typically take their time with these things. Uh, they've completed all their due diligence. That's all gone very well. So it's just a matter of lawyers really doing the paperwork so that we can announce the deal. Right. And obviously, yeah, I understand the significance of it. I think your shareholders do. The bank, the, the, the market should as well. But just for those people kind of looking in, what, what does that signify for you? What does that release you to be able to do? Well, the, the, the big thing, Matthew, is once that's announced, we've got a, a backup of utilities that want to sign up. So we've spoken to them at the WNA in London. They said, listen, as soon as we know you got this project financed, we're there. We want to do contracts with you. We're not taking uh, any more uranium from Russia. We've got to diversify our supply. 
and you're definitely one of the the candidates uh, to be selling us uh, U308. Right, and there are contracts and there are contracts because again, we've heard companies talk about conversations with utilities, uh, MOUs, letters of intent, non-binding, and others. Um, you said earlier, it's, it's hard to get a mine into production. Not everyone will get into production. What's that going to do in terms of the, the types of conversations that you want to have with these utilities? And what do you think it could mean in terms of their realization of you know, where actual product will come from? Well, I think what they're doing now is uh, globally, they're looking at uh, where they're going to get their supply. So Niger is the fifth largest producer in the world. France, of course, was getting about 30% of their supply from there. With Colmanac shut down, now there's a big gap there. So we fill that gap, frankly. And uh, we're the, the highest grade mine in Niger, of course, uh, in, in Africa, frankly. Um, so, you know, I think the utilities are looking at that. They're looking uh, at the seriousness of the whole project, the fact that we are now mining physically and going underground with our ramp to the ore body. That's going to give them a lot of comfort. Of course, when you announced the banks, uh, we had uh, two big firms, SLR Engineering and Hatch Engineering, do all of the DD for the banks. Uh, we passed with flying colors. So, you know, these are big international firms that have been used to do the due diligence on our company and on the, the project. And uh, they, they recommend that it should go ahead. So this is going to be something utilities are going to look at. And of course, since we've got two utilities on board already, uh, you know, others will follow as soon as we can announce that we've got the project financed. Right. And when, with regards to the financing, I think what's been clear recently, certainly, certainly this, this year, 2022, um, is that North American banks, European banks are concerned about companies doing business with China. Right. Uranium is a, is a very geopolitical um, conversation. It's a very geopolitical um, commodity. Would there be any restrictions, do you believe, in terms of where you could sell your product, but by some of these banks, would they would they restrict you in, in that sense? And, and really, does it matter in, in the environment that we seem to be working, uh, you know, moving towards? Well, I think the good thing that we have going, Matthew, is that we we didn't come out with a, a ten million pound project. So we came out with a four and a half million pound project. I think there's enough utilities now uh, in the queue that want to do deals with us that we'll be able to sell the amount that we can produce. If the market's there and the prices are good, then we can uh, expand. So we're doing all our engineering with the idea that we could put in a second line. So we're, we're designing the whole plant to be expanded if the market is there. But right now we, we are a thousand tons per day doing four and a half million pounds a year. Uh, and I think we'll have adequate customer based Clearly, uh, Niger uh, itself doesn't have any restrictions selling to China. I don't know what the banks are going to say, frankly, at this point in time. I know that uh, they would like us to use equipment and materials at site that are not Chinese. So there is a bit of a bias here. Um, so I think, you know, we have to keep that in mind. 
but I don't think it's going to restrict our, our current plans. Well, four and a half million pounds. I mean, crikey, it's easy to kind of forget that bit of it. People are going, oh, it's, it's Africa. Oh, it's low grade. Four and a half million pounds. That's more than, I think, the entire production of all of the U.S. uranium companies, isn't it? <laughs> uh, it could be getting pretty close to that, Matthew, yeah. It's, kind of, it's interesting when you think of it like that, and obviously, you know, Canadian company um, and, you know, the fact that you know, the U.S. is looking for, you know, friends of the U.S., um, but, it was all well and good if if you're getting the right price. You're, you're, okay, you, you've told us that it's, it's low cost. You're, you're thirty bucks and under in terms of the, on the cost side of stuff. But where 20, do you expect twenty dollars? Twenty dollars? How dare I? Uh, <laughs> okay, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20 bucks um, is obviously puts you in the kind of lowest de- lowest lowest quartile um, producer um, globally. What do you think is going to happen with the price? We heard a CEO Australian. CEO stand on stage at last week's um, session in in Australia, the, the uranium global uranium um, conference, and and call and say twenty twenty four two hundred fifty bucks. I never thought I'd hear that anytime soon, but he thinks the 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 uh, energy security component, obviously what's going on in Russia, Ukraine, and you know the effect across Europe, um, on top of the kind of COVID supply chain issues. He thinks that is realistic now. What do you think? Well, that's a pretty big number. Uh, in 2007, the price went to almost $140 a pound. And that was at a period of time where nuclear was out of vogue. I think the whole world has changed now. And I, I think everybody around the world, there's many, many countries that are now on board with nuclear and uh, the small modular reactors are making big, big headway. Rolls-Royce just announced last week they've got four sites in the UK for new SMR-type reactors. So it's a completely different ball game right now. I think that, uh, you know, going through 140 again, and this is 2022-2023, not 2007, with the lack of investment in the business over the last 10 or 15 years, the price could definitely blow through the last high. There's just no doubt about it. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting, interesting times, um, for, for sure. Okay, it's, it's, as far as you're concerned, your, your number one priority, sort the money out pre-Christmas, things on the ground, moving and advancing. I mean, I've got to, I've got to ask us, us always, in, in terms of, um, some of the infrastructure that's been been left behind. Are you any further in terms of uh, securing some of that, or coming up with some sort of some sort of deal with um, how you can utilize some of that? Our infrastructure. Well, the infrastructure has been left, left left behind as as the French move out. Um, well, and well I mean, basically, the Colmanac operation has been uh, cleaned up, and uh, the plant has been demolished, and the mine sealed up. Uh, clearly, all the roads are still there. It's the main highway between Agadez and Arlit. We have the power line coming from Sonichar going right through our site. We've already had meetings with them to hook up to the grid. I mean, so all of the infrastructure is there. Uh, we've got water availability. So the only thing we need now is uh, button up that financing and uh, really to start constructing the plant. The mine is already going ahead. 
So you may recall that uh, we've been working on this direct shipping option with Arano, and that's still in the works. Uh, final pricing on that is uh, coming to a point where we can agree. And so that's going to go ahead. So as soon as we get into ore, we can start actually generating revenue. So we see getting into ore before the end of 2023, early 24. So we can start shipping. We're, we're a year ahead of the plant actually being commissioned. So this could give us early on cash flow. In addition to Turkish cash flow, uh, this uh, gives the banks uh, a lot of comfort. We may not have to borrow as much from the banks, which we'd like to keep the borrowings to a minimum. This kind of cash flow can really uh, sustain the operation and keep it moving. We want to develop the five levels underground, set up the stopes for mining. So that's all underway right now. Brilliant. Well, I like, appreciate the update. Um, thanks for sharing the videos with us. Hope people enjoyed <laughs> that. Um, and we'll, I guess, speak to you before Christmas when the money's all in. Well, the money won't all be in, but we'll have agreements uh, by the time all, of course, you know, the way lawyer, lawyers are and they want to have lawyers. a little bit of a make work project on this. So uh, we don't expect actual documents to be signed until the end of Q1. But uh, that's fine because the banks uh, require us to spend our equity dollars first and then you can start drawing down on the loan. And so we've got the money now to take us through Q1. And so everything should work out. Brilliant. I look forward to that. In fact, maybe next time we talk, we can, we can have a look at the M&A activity uh, across the year. Lots of um, companies rolling up other assets in the hope of creating value, but none moving forward like you are into production anytime soon. So that should be a good conversation. Yes, it should. And uh, we like to see the action in the uranium space. And as I uh, saw this morning on uh, Squawk Box here in North America, uh, we're, we're entering a commodity super cycle again. Uh, people have, are tired of the uh, uh, airy fairy companies that never make money and they really want to get back into the metals business where companies can actually generate a profit and pay dividends. That's what we want to do.